0: Three Reasons Why People Struggle With Sleep, from Kiana Sage. This is
1: episode 135 on Alternative Health Tools Podcast, where together we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. Hi, this is Kim Shea, your co-host for this episode of Alternative Health Tools, coming to you from this side of the pond here in Southern California. Today is Thursday, March 25th, and it's 2021. And I get to speak to Kiana Sage today. She's a consultant, a strategist, and a master of results. And she says she's been asking the big questions since childhood, which I really want to know about that. She does energy psychology. And today in particular... She's here to speak with us about sleeping challenges. And that is a big issue right now for a lot of people. And specifically, we will be uh, covering three primary reasons that people struggle with sleep three primary reasons that sleep is important, and four tips for improving quality of sleep. So that should be valuable to everybody. And I want you to know she has a lot of impressive clients. She's worked with a lot of people, the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Army, NASA, San Diego State University, Qualcomm. I mean, she's she seems to have a lot of valuable information that people want. So we're really lucky to have her here today. Welcome, Kiana Sage. Thank you very much. I'm excited to speak with
0: you and your listeners and See how we can support one another.
1: That sounds wonderful. Tell me about your background. How did you get to do what you're doing? How? <laughs> well, <laughs> in 25 sounds, words or less. Well, please. that is a
0: big question. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've been answering the questions <laughs> for years. Um, how did I get to do what I'm doing now, which is energy psychology? And it really has been an evolution. And as you said in my in the intro that I've been asking big questions since I was a little girl. And I really have always been interested in the quantum world. Quantum physics was an interest as a little girl. That was before it became really popular where it is now when people are more um, commonly speaking the quantum physics language now, whereas, you know, 25, 30 years ago, that wasn't so common, but that's always been my interest is, really diving into the unknown. And I've done that within my own personal growth. And I've do that with my clients. I feel that brings a level of integrity uh, to my work, which I think is very important when you're talking about psychology and how we're behaving, is that whomever you're working with is working from a place of integrity. So that's how I got to where I'm at is just really asking those questions and you know to talk about some of the government work that I've done. I've been in meetings saying, hey, Kiana, what are you doing here? I'm like, what is somebody <laughs> like you doing here? And, you know, for a consultant who likes dysfunction and is not afraid of dysfunction and can see the function in the dysfunction, you know, it's a rich environment to make change. And I I really... I have never been afraid of making changes and to face conflict head on. And I think that's really been one of my assets in my career is that I'm not afraid of challenging the status quo, um, questioning it. And it, it's brought me to where I am at today.
1: Wow. So you're very brave and bold. You sound like you always have been.
0: (laughs) I am. Well, I've always been interested in like facing my fears. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important, especially of what's happening now in our entire world and talking about sleep issues. It ties right into it because fear is a, a big driver of the mind. And it keeps the mind working overdrive. And I think it's really important that people recognize that fear is not something to allow to feed your life, but to really begin to look at where am I feeling fearful? Why am I feeling fearful? And, you know, COVID is not the reason for fear. You know, the flu has been around for a long time and people haven't been afraid. So we have to look at what what is the fear within me? What am I afraid of? And I think if you begin to ask those questions about fear and challenge your own fears, like you become bold and confident and you you can thrive in life in situations that are challenging for others just because of your attitude about not being afraid, but being willing to look at it.
1: I think the definition of brave is that there's fear, but you still move forward. In spite of it, you still do what you need to do, even though you might have some fear. So, are you saying you can completely conquer fear or that you just continue to thrive in spite of the fact that there is a fearful situation?
0: Well, I think that's a great question. Can you conquer fear? And I believe you can if you're willing to look within yourself, right? If you're like, fear hides. And it shows up in all kinds of ways, like self-sabotage and uh, the mind racing and perfectionism is really fear, which a lot lot of your listeners probably won't like that. But, you know, what is perfectionism? It's a fear of making a mistake, right? And, you know, we need to look at those things because they
1: hold us back. That's very valuable. It's, it's good for introspective work there to try and, and see what your source is, what's mm-hmm. motivating you. Yeah, huh. yeah, exactly. And I think, you know,
0: just to chime in, what's what your source is? I was exchanging with a client today, uh, afraid of financial issues, which is, again, something very relevant right now. And where, where is her source? You know, and it really goes back to these beliefs that we hold about where our money comes from. And that is a belief system. And once I challenged her in that way of approaching where her money comes from, she felt relief immediately. And it wasn't challenged like you're wrong. It was challenged like, what are the other possibilities? You know, because when we're looking at one uh, space of our life and we're so hyper-focused on it, It's difficult to get traction.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially when you're you're struggling with fear, even if it's repressed and you don't know about it. It's hard to move forward,
0: right? And the ego often doesn't want us looking at fear, right? Because if I'm in my ego, then you know I I have to be fearless, right? And it's not about being fearless; it's about being willing to look at the fear.
1: Hmm. That's that's really informa- That's good information. So how does this tie into sleep? And I, I know there've been a lot of reports about sleep over the last year with the pandemic and people just can't sleep. They're having bad dreams. Uh, how? What are you noticing? What are the concerns that you're seeing there why people can't sleep? Well, I think the
0: biggest thing that I see with my clients is they have anxiety. And anxiety is really driving this overactive nervous system and so that's the two biggest things but I think when you have those two things going on your mind is going to be going right and if you have an overactive mind that causes people to lose sleep because they just aren't able to like wind down but I think um Some two other things that people aren't aware of is that there's an overabundance of electromagnetic energy going on and that can really disrupt sleep. And I know that there's a lot of people that might measure the EMS in their house, the electromagnetic field, and that is something you could certainly do. But to have a, an awareness that that might be something that's disrupting your sleep or your abilities to sleep would be helpful. The other thing is just pure resistance. You know, uh, we're in our mind and we're trying to strategize and we're resisting rest, Right. Uh, that's going to cause us to lose sleep.
1: Okay. Okay. So with the EMF, I can see from my house. I can see that there is a there are big power towers that are going through some other neighborhoods. So, is that where it's coming from, or is it coming from our cell phones? Where is the electromagnetic frequency coming from? Well, it's a
0: yes and
1: it's yes and okay.
0: It does come from electronics, yes, but our thoughts are electromagnetic. And uh, so if you're overactive in your mind, you're going to have a lot of electromagnetic running in your energy field. And our energy field is not just our physical body, right? We have a whole uh, span and it depends on how you're running your energy. But my energy is a little bit fluffier than uh, most because I attuned to my energy field every single day. But I think the average person doesn't have an awareness on how they would even clear their field and what things they might do. So paying attention to your mind being overactive would be, you want to calm that down, obviously. But the technical things, there are EMF protectors that you can have. And I have several different products that I use around my home to help keep this energy really chill.
1: Okay. Can you give an example of one or two things? One, my, uh,
0: one simple one that everybody can do is they can play music. Um, hmm. And I have music running on my iPad that sits in the main room and plays music calming at a certain hertz. So I put mine at oh. the heart resonance of earth um, and I play that 24-7. Really. Mm-hmm. And now, if I'm going through something else emotionally, like a particularly challenging time um, where I need to feel more of a, a velocity within me, I would put a different chant on, maybe a Sanskrit chant. And I know not everybody is open to those types of things, but that's things that I do. Um, I have an ohm chant that I use, that's a Buddhist chant. And I can send you these links, um, they're free on YouTube.
1: Okay. right. Yeah. Just so we know what to look up so we can get a fluffy energy field like you so we can feel good and sleep well. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's important to know, like, I know
0: there's a lot of studies out there that tell us we need rest, but I don't think a lot of people understand that our sleep is required to raise our consciousness. We're not built to rev at the high volume that we've been told we're supposed to be revving at and conditioned to at a high, like in your zone, if you will. You're like, There's a reason it's a zone because you're not supposed to be in that high velocity zone 24 seven and yet people have an expectation of doing that and I think it's important for those of us in your community especially who are looking at things differently um, and they want to raise their consciousness sleep is how we do that because there's a lot of repair work that goes on energetically when we're sleeping okay yeah and okay. then you're getting the deep sleep you're of course repatterning And that's what you want to do. That's what I do when I'm working one-on-one with a session with a client. I'm repatterning their entire energy field. So they're oftentimes are going to be tired after a session. You know, I had a client um, did not tell me that they had any sleep problems at all when they came to me. They just came because they weren't sure what was wrong. They thought they had lost uh, their purpose in life. And they didn't mention anything about sleep until after this session. And they sent me an email saying, you know, since I was a kid, I've never really slept. I haven't been able to sleep more than five hours. And he's like, after a session with you, I slept for 12.
1: Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> making up for lost time. Right, wow. so
0: it, sometimes we need that reprieve to just a shift and adjust. Yeah, and repattern.
1: So when you're doing repat repatterning is that is that a hands-on thing or or this, how does this work how I do you rarely do this?
0: see so I will see corporate clients who fly me out to see them which is back before covid right mm-hmm. um I would fly to see clients face to face all the time but this work really doesn't require any face to face everything is done over the phone I don't even do zoom because you don't need to be looking at me to feel the energy running through your body. What you need to be is open to receiving. I think that's the biggest thing. And a session with me is just going to be kind of like what we're doing right now. We're having an exchange, a conversation, and then towards the end, we'll do it what I call an activation. And that activation is just a time where you're you're sitting still and just in receive mode. And when that repatterning is occurring, it just feels like that soothing music, only you can't hear the music. You just feel the vibration and frequency shift. The worry goes away. The racing thoughts stop. It's, it's really like a complete shift. Hmm. That yeah. sounds
1: lovely. It sounds like a lovely experience. <laughs> yeah, it is. You should experience yeah. it. Yeah. And I know a friend who has, I think, never slept in her life. She's really struggled with it. So I will tell her about you because not to be able to sleep is torture for people.
0: It really can't. And that torture is a bit of resistance, right? Wouldn't you Mm -hmm. say like it is painful and pain creates resistance. And that creates more resistance. So anytime we are experiencing resistance of something, like I really want to sleep, why aren't I sleeping? And you're like so frustrated and maybe even angry that you can't sleep, that's resistance. And that creates what's called density. And density in your field shows up as worry, anxiety, frustration, overwhelm, overwhelm. And that compounds our ability to not be able to get to a space of rest and that's why when i'm working with a client what i'm doing is i'm actually clearing out a lot of that electromagnetic field for them because it's hard to do this stuff on your own if this isn't your skill set it's not that it can't be done by playing music in your room 24 7 it absolutely can it's just that people want quick and fast results. And a lot of times it takes time when you're doing things in a very technical way. Okay. So non-physical, everything in the physical starts non-physical, right? And so if you're dressing things in the non-physical, it's gonna shift things faster than if you're doing it physically.
1: Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, and I can see how this would be so valuable to people. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So we talked about that sleep is important because it's healing. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you want to know want us to know about that? Well, Why it's I really important. I,
0: sleep really allows the body, the mind, and the soul to synchronize, <laughs> you know, and we and oftentimes we don't give space to recalibrate. Um, and we are on such a schedule, even with I think COVID has actually helped in a lot of ways to allow people to reset and to recalibrate when they wouldn't have done that before. You know, they're forced to be at home. And for a lot of people, that's been a struggle. Um, and for many, it's been a blessing. And this, this ability to recalibrate occurs when we're in a restful space. So sleep is really good for that.
1: Okay. All right. What what else do you want us to know about the importance of sleep? Or do we do we get all three? We we did. So okay.
0: it, sleep is required for consciousness. It's required to recalibrate and also it repairs.
1: Okay. So let me ask you a question. Let's say there's a person who is working in the middle of the night, you know, they're out, they got the night shift and they've got children during the day or whatever and they just it just doesn't happen for them it's not a question of maybe they're resistant it's Mm -hmm. just technically they're only yeah time-wise there are only so many hours is it possible to alter the way that their energy is patterned when they're sleeping so that they're still getting a lot out of it or is it if you don't get eight hours you you can't be helped
0: Well, I think the eight hours is what the scientific community is saying, but there are plenty of yogis out there who do not sleep more than two or three hours in a 24 hour period. And they still have a long life. They have a very vital energy about them. And it's not just because they're a yogi. It's because, you know, being still does not require a long period of time. And I think it's this reframing of time, space, energy, which is what this conversation really is, right? And as you reframe it and you think, oh, I don't need that much sleep, actually. I mean, science might say that, but we all know that we're very unique and everybody requires something different. Like, because I run a lot of energy for myself and for others, there are periods of time where I might sleep 10, 12 hours at a time. No problem. My husband, he doesn't need that at all. He doesn't have the same type of lifestyle work-wise that I do. You know, so we all require something different. Okay. And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest things that your listeners could take some of the pressure off is that the requirement for sleep is different for everybody. So just because your husband is doing this or your wife is, doesn't mean it's the same for you.
1: That is good to know. That is good to know. I know I had read in a book about, there was a book about dreams particularly, but they were talking about a long, long time ago, people went to bed when the sun went down mm-hmm. and they got up when the sun went up and that's a long period of time. And so people would sleep for a while and then they would get up in the middle of the night meet somebody else in the household or in the cave or whatever, talk about their dreams, stay up for a while, go back to bed and have what they called second sleep. And so this concept of eight hours of straight eight hours sleep causes a lot of anxiety for people because it isn't necessarily what what we're designed to do, but we expect that we must have eight hours of sleep or else we're doing something wrong. Right. We're not not getting, you know, we're not taking care of ourselves if we don't have that eight hours of sleep. Well, and I think... You know, anything that's really prescriptive
0: like that is, you know, we're all very different. And I think now more than ever, we need to embrace our unique uh, ways of being and doing things. And as we do that, we take the pressure off. And when we take the pressure off, we get more fluid in what is allowed as far as possibilities for ourselves. And I think we all could use a little bit more freedom in that yeah. regard.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's been very reassuring to hear what you had to say. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, what, how do we improve our sleep? Well, there what are can some. We do?
0: I I really thought about this because I know that there is a lot of data out there for. um what other people might say. I'm not a scientist by any means, but I am very experienced on how to relax and how to uh, shift a people's attention. So the first thing I would say is the conscious breath and to be able to, and I know there's a lot of people that do the four breaths in, seven breaths out, and it's very technical. I, I'm not that technical. I think if you could just take a, a deep breath in through your mouth, Exhale out. And you just kind of relax into it. Even you might even break a smile as we are just looking at each other here yeah. as I'm breathing, because just that sigh of relief releases some of the energy that might be pent up. And I think to just do the conscious breath like that for as long as feels not right for you. You know, again, I'm not prescriptive, but maybe two to five minutes would be enough for you to relax. The other thing I mentioned early, one of the earlier on I mentioned, you know, part of the nervous system gets overactive when the mind is overactive. And so, you might also the second tip is to like find a tool to calm your nervous system. The breath is one tool. Chamomile tea is could not be spoken of highly enough by me. There are times where I will drink chamomile tea all day long. Now, I think it's got a bad rap because people think it's going to put them to sleep. Chamomile tea does not put you to sleep. It just takes the nervous system and calms it down. So if you are one of those people who's kind of got a high rev, a little bit anxious, chamomile tea would be a good thing for you to incorporate morning, noon, and night. And there were sometimes I'll recommend that to my clients for do this for the next 10 days and see if you see a difference. And if you don't, then don't do it anymore. But if you do see a difference, continue it. And you'll know your body will always tell you when to stop doing something because it won't resonate with it anymore. Now, there are some people that don't like chamomile tea and then don't drink chamomile tea. You know, if you don't like it, don't drink it. But I highly recommend it for getting the nervous system to calm down. If you're not going to do chamomile tea, try something else.
1: Like what would you recommend in place of a chamomile tea if you're not a big fan? If you're not,
0: ashagwanda is an herb and it's got a funky spelling, but I think it's a life hack. (laughs) okay (laughs) and i can send you a link for that but you can find it in any health food store you can find it on amazon you can find it anywhere um it's asha Gwanda, and it it's a life hack in my opinion it's going to calm your nervous system immediately now depending how active you are it will depend on how much to take and so you have to you know If you feel like you need to check with your doctor, go check with your doctor. You don't need a prescription for it. You can buy it over the counter. Um, But how much you take is, you know, determined by how overactive you are.
1: I see. All Mm -hmm. right.
0: But it's just an herb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that'd be lovely. I think I had so much chamomile tea as a girl. It just, we just drank a lot of tea and I don't know why, but when I have it now, it just... I just don't enjoy it as much. I don't know what it is, but it Mm -hmm. just is not something that makes me feel happy to drink. So yeah, I appreciate the life hack. (laughs) So
0: let me know what you think because this really will change you.
1: Okay. It's exciting. Yeah. Sometimes I work, I work late at night. I work really long hours at night. And so sometimes when I go to bed, I am, I know I need to go to bed now because it's really late and I am revved up. I just have a hard time calming down. It's, I don't know if it's the thought process or whatever, Mm. but I've just, I'm not tired. I am just not tired. So um, I'd be interested to try this. Now, this is something
0: that you would take like in the morning and at night. So you
1: you
0: you know what I mean? You wouldn't just take it before you're going to sleep. You would take it in the a.m. and p.m. because you want to balance your nervous system. Ah, all right. The reason why you would be overactive is because your mind has been active, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not a bad thing. You were just working. Yeah. But- When you have this in your system, it'll regulate it.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I figured maybe this was just one thing you could just take at night and that's it. Not like not wanting to take it during the day, but you're saying it's going to keep our nerves in good shape. Mm -hmm. It's a very
0: proactive, healthy, balancing thing that you can do.
1: Nice. Regularly. All right. Thanks. Now I
0: have a couple other things that I think are something that people who have chronic issues with sleep, might want to look into, and these are not for everybody, but I think it's important for people to be aware of. One thing that will cause the nervous system to be overactive, the mind to be overactive, even brain fog to be occurring is intestinal parasites. Now, Hmm. I know that's not very common and even doctors will, that's usually like one of the last things that most doctors will even want to check. Um, It's not a very pretty topic because you have to do do, uh, stool samples, but intestinal parasites are so common and they will disrupt your entire gut biome, which changes how your whole body functions and absolutely would impact your sleep.
1: Huh? Interesting. Like it would just cause you to wake up a lot at night or you couldn't sleep or what would be the impact? Well,
0: Parasites are essentially sucking your life energy. That's what they do. They suck your life force. And there are energetic parasites and there are actual physical parasites. And you could get them from all kinds of foods that you eat that aren't prepped. And you wouldn't even see them, but you could feel them. So if you're somebody who's tried everything for sleep, but you never checked to see if you had any parasites, this might be something you want to look into because that might be what's causing this disruption. So you could go to your doctor for this, um, a naturopath, or even now, gosh, it's so amazing the internet because now there are there are tests that you can order online because a lot of people don't have insurance anymore, and you could just go order your own stool test and send it in and get the results. Now, if you do end up having this, you will need a prescription to get rid of it or a complete diet address being addressed because you can get rid of them with foods. It's just a longer, more drawn out process.
1: I see, okay.
0: But that is something that I don't think a lot of people are aware of that causes- No, uh -uh.
1: that's interesting. Okay, thank you.
0: And then the final thing that I wanted to say, and this one is probably the hardest thing for people- to address, but I think this will improve your sleep if you're willing to let go of the past. (laughs) Mm. You know, because a lot of times people are spending uh, their time in bed in reflection and reviewing and going over. And um, they might look at old ideas or beliefs that they had or expectations. And I think, you know, bed is not the best time to be making those reflections and because that will cause you to engage the mind, number one. And um, number two, it's hard to go into acceptance when you're in that space.
1: True, yeah. Also, you're not really very present at that point. Right. In the past, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the final thing, and this is, you know, for those of you who are listening, who resonate with some of the things that I've shared, if you feel like you've tried it all, and that nothing works for you. You could reach out to somebody like me mm-hmm. and, and try a session to see um, if it works. I could tell you, it can work if you're open to receiving something new and different. And my forte in getting results, really, honestly, is because you know, people usually come to me when they tried everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, before we jumped on the call, we were talking about the work that I've done a little bit with the military and how did I even end up there? How does this woman get into this office with these admirals and coaching them? And the reason is because I get results because they've tried all the traditional ways and they didn't work. And you really need to be willing to try something different to get new results. And I think as we open to new possibilities and new ways of doing things, that are easier, that are not such a struggle, they come much easier.
1: Okay, and so people could go to Kiana.com right. and and reach out to you there. Mm-hmm. And you have some other sites too, which we will put in the show notes. And uh, by the way, Kiana is spelled, in case you don't want to go look up the show notes, it's K-I-A-N-A-A. No, so K-I-A-N-N-A-A. Uh, N-N-A-A, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of (laughs) I know I added two different ways here and neither one was correct. So, all right. So K-I-A-N-N-A-A.com, Kiana.com. And uh, you have a mailing address of Kiana at beinginsync.com. And uh, they can also check out your website. Um, It's insyncconsulting.com. Yeah. All right. So you can, you can reach out to Kiana in a number of different ways and see if this would be something she could help you with. And it sounds like she's helped a lot of people. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I do, that is part of my, my life purpose is to help raise consciousness and bring uh, an easier way to, for organizations and people to have success in their life because it is possible, you know, so you, but the traditional ways don't work as easily as they used to.
1: Okay. All right. I think this sounds great. And I know a lot of people could probably really use your help. Right now, this pandemic is not quite over. We've still got a ways to go. And then even when we come out of it, there's going to be new challenges and new ways of living that can cause us a lot of stress and interfere with our sleep quality. I think what you do is really amazing. And I would imagine you sleep well at night knowing that you are making a difference and helping a lot of people and living out your purpose. That's awesome.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Kiana Sage. Uh, Thank you for those of you who've been listening to. You can catch this podcast, Alternative Health Tools, wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider coming by alternativehealthtools.com and leave us an audio message. There's a little blue circle on the page. And you just click on that and you can leave us a voicemail or ask us a question, give us some feedback, say hi. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, thank you, Kiana Sage. And please reach out to her and see if she can help you get a better night's sleep. Thank you.